0: As we gather here tonight, uh, we have one goal, one aim, and that's to celebrate Jesus, uh, the Savior of the world. Uh, we're not only reminded this evening of the incredible love that God has uh, for all of us, but also the hope and the future that he provided for us through his birth. He came and was born, but also came and lived a holy life, died a sacrificial death, rose from the dead. In that, he provided once and for all that his love for us is without measure and that love that sacrificial love demands a response from us the story of Jesus' birth is not just about a baby in a manger it's not just about a good man who had good things to say not even about a prophet of old. His is the greatest story ever told. Because it's more than a a story, just a story that you would read in a book. It's a reality, a living reality meant for human hearts, human souls. And the salvation, the saving of every man, woman, or child or any who would choose to come. I want to encourage you as we listen to God's word tonight and we worship together and and we open our hearts to the music and to what's being said. Let your guard down. and Not for me or for the person next to you. But allow the Spirit of God to minister to your heart. All of us are in different places. But if you're here because this is a tradition, that's fine. I love traditions. Let it be more than that. Let it be a time where the Spirit of God ministers again to your heart. Listen to the Scriptures as they're being read. What Tony and I are going to do is is we're going to alternate. Speaking of the birth of Christ and the crucifixion of Christ. And we'll alternate back and forth. We're not going to read the verse numbers, but we'll let you know what book and what chapter we're in as we read. But as we alternate back and forth, it's important to understand that, yeah, the the title to this is from the cradle to the cross, because the two most significant events in all of human history are found there in that manger, on that cross. And they were for us. God wants to speak to each of us, and he does, by his spirit and through his word. That's the way that God designed it. That's the way that he does it. And and Jesus was continually telling people as he taught, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. He who has eyes to see, let him or let her see. And let your heart understand what it is that God has for you individually, personally. Personally. Let's pray. Father, as we come before you tonight and and with this assembly, with this time together, uh, Lord, let us just cast off the cares of this world, the things of the holidays and uh, the busyness, the gifts, the family, all of that. Let us just lay it aside and focus on one thing. And that's your son, Jesus. As we look at the birth of Christ, we look at the crucifixion of Christ together. Speak to us. Work in us. Stir our hearts. Bring about a response, Lord, the response that you desire. In Jesus' name. Amen. Luke chapter 1. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Joseph, uh, a city of Galilee, I'm sorry, named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Brian, could you turn off the projector, please? Oh, it's in the box over here. I'm sorry. I can see that flashing back and forth behind me. If it's distracting to me, it's got to be really distracting to you.
1: Not that picture of Popeye. (laughs) (laughs) That's right.
0: Got it? Thank you.
1: Matthew chapter 26. And while he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now his betrayer had given them a sign, saying. Whomever I kiss, he is the one. Seize him. Immediately he went up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. But Jesus said to him, Friend, why have you come? Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. In that hour Jesus said to the multitudes, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to take me? I sat daily with you teaching in the temple. And you did not seize me. But all this was done, that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Luke chapter 2.
0: And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. The census first took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city, Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house in the lineage of David, he traveled to Bethlehem to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn.
1: Matthew chapter 26. And the high priest arose and said to him, Do you answer nothing? What is it these men testify against you? But Jesus kept silent. And the high priest answered and said to him, I put you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, It is as you said. Nevertheless, I say to you hereafter you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. What further need do we have of witnesses? Look, now you have heard his blasphemy. What do you think? They answered and said, He is deserving of death. Then they spat in his face and beat him, and others struck him with the palms of their hands, saying, Prophesy to us, Christ, who is the one who struck you?
0: Luke chapter 2.
1: Matthew chapter 26. Now Peter sat outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him, saying, You also were with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you are saying. And when he had gone out to the gateway, another girl saw him and said to those who were there, This fellow also was with Jesus of Nazareth. But again he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. And a little later, those who stood by came up and said to Peter, Surely you're also one of them, for your speech betrays you. Then he began to curse and swear, saying, I do not know the man. Immediately, a rooster crowed, and Peter remembered the word of Jesus, who had said to him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So he went out and wept bitterly.
0: And all those who heard it marveled at those sayings which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them.
1: Matthew chapter 27 When morning came, All the chief priests and elders of the people plotted against Jesus to put him to death. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said to him, It is as you say. And while he was being accused by the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he answered him not one word, so that the governor marveled greatly. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to releasing to the multitude one prisoner whom they wished. And at that time they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you? Barabbas? or Jesus, who is called Christ.
0: Luke chapter 2. And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus. The name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb.
1: Matthew chapter 27. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, What then shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said to him, Let him be crucified. Then the governor said, Why? What evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a tumult was rising, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. You see to it. And all the people answered and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them. And when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified.
0: Luke chapter 2. Now when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy unto the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons.
1: Matthew chapter 27. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole garrison around him. And they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. When they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head. And a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! Then they spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they took the robe off him, put his own clothes on him, and led him away to be crucified.
0: Matthew chapter 2. Jennifer's going to sing now. We're not going to have words on the screen, obviously. But if you know the words, you're welcome to sing along. If not, just uh, allow the words to minister to you.
1: Matthew chapter 27. Now, as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. Him they compelled to bear Jesus' cross. And when they had come to a place called Golgotha, that is to say, place of a skull, they gave him sour wine mingled with gall to drink. But when he had tasted it, he would not drink. Then they crucified him and divided his garments, casting lots that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet. They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Sitting down, they kept watch over him there, and they put up over his head the accusation written against him. This is Jesus, King of the Jews.
0: Luke chapter 2. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed him and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts be may be revealed.
1: John, chapter 19. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. Matthew, chapter 27. Now, from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani? That is, my God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood there, when they heard that, said, This man is calling for Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed, and offered it to him to drink. The rest said, Leave him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out with a loud voice, and yielded up his spirit. On trial before Pilate, Jesus had been asked in John 18, 38, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into this world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Philippians
0: chapter 2. For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow. Of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of of God the Father. We're going to take a few minutes to stop, to listen, to take some time to come heart to heart with the Lord. As Jennifer sings the next couple of solos, I encourage you, hear what the Lord has for your heart tonight. Uh, Understand, know the depth of his love. Uh, Don't leave here tonight without doing business with him. And know, folks, that his love is poured out. He did not stay dead when he was executed. We know that he rose from the dead. We'll talk about that at Easter. (laughs) But tonight, as we dwell, as we meditate on God's word, and we allow the spirit of God to touch our hearts, just take in the words of these songs, take in the things that have been spoken, and allow God to work in you.
2: to the
0: In a moment, we're going to have uh, people come around and and light your candles so that we can stand and do a bit more congregational singing. uh, Songs that you'll know the words to, so I'm not worried about the projector. But but first, I was just uh, thinking, Hebrews chapter 12. Tells us that for the joy set before him, that Jesus endured the cross, despising the shame, and when he had made an end of sin, sat down at the right hand of the Majesty on high. Have you ever wondered what that joy that was set before him was? It's not a what, it's a who. And that's you. That's me. That we are the joy that Jesus came, born in that manger, born in that feed trough, grew up, lived a life of perfect obedience to the Father, and then led as a lamb to the slaughter so that he could go to that cross and take your place, take my place, joyously. That didn't mean that he was happy. He didn't laugh from the cross. Of course not. But joy is something far deeper. And he shares that joy with us. We can rejoice this time of year, not because We've got lots of good presents or lots of good food. And we've got lots of good food after we're finished here, folks. But we can rejoice because I don't care if you're six years old or you're 86 or 90 or whatever. The cross is something that Jesus did for you. And it didn't stop there because when he resurrected from the dead, he rose with power and he gives us power. That's why when we started tonight, I said, These things require a response from us. The Bible tells us to choose life, that as we come, as we lay down our lives before him that he will give us a new life and folks there have been times in my Christian experience in the last 40 years uh, as I've walked with the Lord there have been times where I have had to come to a place of reckoning with him and recommitted my life to him and and so, I don't know where you're at tonight. I don't know what you're struggling with. I don't know the the things that are on your plate. But he is worthy. He did it for the joy that was set before him. Let's pray. Let's bow our heads and our hearts before the Lord, and then uh, and then we'll we'll light our candles and sing and wrap up. Father as we come before you tonight we come with an attitude of thanksgiving Lord realizing these are not just mythical events these are not things that as we talked about at the beginning that we just simply read from a book and then put the book away but these are realities that you want to work in each of our hearts I pray for each one here, Father. For those younger ones here, Lord, that you would stir something deep within, that they would see that the satisfaction that this world brings is nothing compared to the satisfaction that you want to produce in someone's life. For those of us that are older, perhaps more seasoned with life, perhaps have walked with you for a long time, I pray, Father, for each one that as we yield to the working of your Holy Spirit, as we yield to that which you have desired from the foundations of the world to do in us, that we would experience that true joy, that that joy that comes from knowing you, that joy that comes from experiencing the life that you bring. So Father, work in us. I pray for anyone here tonight that wants to make that decision to come to Christ for the first time. I pray, Father, that you would stir them up, that we could perhaps talk afterwards. I pray for those whose heart you've touched through the word tonight and through the music, Lord, that you would, again, that you would do that work that only you can do. I pray you would find hearts that are yielded, eyes that are open, ears that hear, and that we would glorify you, that we would shine your light uh, in a a lost and dark and, and dying world, that we would simply let our lives be known as belonging to you. That's our desire. We give you our hearts afresh.